Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. The Volume. Hey, what's up, y'all? T-Bob here reminding you that you can come hang out with me and Aaron Murray live on AMP Monday through Thursday. AMP is a new live radio app. You just download it from the Apple Store. You can actually call in, text in, chat with us directly during the show. It's a ton of fun. We're at Snaps, right? Snaps, your favorite college football podcast at Snaps Monday through Thursday, 1 Eastern, noon Central, on AMP. Download it and come hang out with us today. Oh, man, Aaron, I don't know if you saw yesterday, but quarterback, a brand new sports documentary dropped on Netflix yesterday, and it's falling around some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL here on Snaps. We talk college football and Big 12 media days going down right now. Texas in the limelight. Sark had an interesting quote about Quinn Ewers, saying that if everything goes according to playing Quinn Ewers, he believes could be a first round pick. I don't think we've seen it out of him. Aaron, you're the QB expert. Can Quinn Ewers work his way into the first round of the NFL draft? We did see a small sample size last year, especially that game versus Alabama. I don't only play like a quarter and a half, but to make those big time throws against at the time, one of the better teams in America, Alabama, Nick Saban kind of shows you what he has, the moxie, the arm strength, the accuracy went on a little bit of a dip after the injury, but it was still year one with Steve Sarkeesian in that system, a young quarterback. We always say it from year one to year two in a system is when you see the biggest jumps. Great size, great arm, uh, decently athletic. He's not like Caleb, who we talked about yesterday, but hmm. does check a lot of the boxes off. He's got great weapons around him. I think he'd have a monster season this year with, with C-Star season calling the plays. Well, uh, if he does pull it off, then maybe he'll be on season two of the quarterback. I don't know. For now, season one, like you talked about, just dropped on Netflix. It's awesome, y'all. It falls Pat Mahomes. Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota. Think about that. A Super Bowl winner, division winner, and then a guy who won the starting job before quitting on his team after losing the starting job. Like, you want unparalleled behind the scenes ac access? Netflix has your back with the quarterback now streaming on Netflix. Netflix is giving you exclusive access to see what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. I'm here all day. See Kirk Cousins, Marcus Mariota, and Super Bowl champion Patrick Mahomes balance all the pressures that come with the toughest job in sports. Quarterback is more about the mental side. From game day to home life, see these quarterbacks like you've never seen them before. Let's win it all together for four quarters. Ah! You like that? You like that? Quarterback, only on Netflix. Watch now. Hello and welcome in. Yeah, looks good, don't it? Uh, shout out Netflix. Thanks for supporting. Snaps over here, man. Um, I didn't get to watch quarterback yet yesterday. I hope to maybe get an episode tonight. 
Uh, Aaron, you didn't get a chance to check it out, did you? Uh, tonight, tonight, the wife's going on. Okay, okay, a, just an uh, awful start to the show. Her girlfriends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tonight, tonight, we're gonna watch it. She's going to a concert. As soon as the little ones go to bed, I get some peace in the house for about two hours. Uh, so my ass will be sitting on the couch watching it. And um, I tell you what, watching that highlight again, we watched it yesterday, watched it today, makes me f- so happy that my ass is not getting demolished by 320-pound mm. grown men anymore because <laughs> that looks awful. I don't know how they do it. I mean, I don't know how I did it because those dudes are significantly bigger than me. I don't know how I survived <laughs> week in, week out. Well, you out almost did it. When it wasn't like you could protect the quarterback back then. Like it was it was bloody as hell back in 2009 through 13. Um, yeah. Mm. Back in mm. my day. Uh, no, well, you almost back did it. Back in my day, we got the crap knocked out of our child. Yeah. Uh, Nick Fairley almost killed you. Like legitimately <laughs> almost very murdered you yeah. on a football field. Yep. Also, I know I'm the big innuendo guy. Um but I got to give you a hat tip for her mentioning your ass getting demolished by 300 pound men. Uh, well, well yeah. done, Aaron. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm proud of you. Mm. I have truly wow. infected you oh, with you my juvenile seed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you, yeah, you have, look, it's a poll question from her to two. We all heard people. it. <laughs> if we never say oh. juvenile seed on the show again, it'll be too soon. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's another two phrasing issues to start the show here and an awful yeah. conversational topic as we both admit to not watching the show that we're advertising for. Really a banner fucking start for but this But we're going to watch it tonight. We are watching we are it tonight, watch but unfortunately we'll not be doing tonight. a show tomorrow. Uh it's true, but fortunately, we will be doing oh. shows next week in Nashville. Uh, it's going to be a mixture of content, right? Uh, I don't know if it's going to be realistic to go live or not, just because me and Aaron are going to be all the produ- doing all the producing on site. But we can record stuff. We record interviews. We got some mics. Like it's going to be a very fun time in Nashville next week. Today on the show, and thank you to everybody watching live. Hit the like button. Share it with your friends while we're here live. youtubecom slash at volume snaps. Today on the show. We're going to talk about the Coach Joe Northwestern rumors. We're going to talk about Big 12 Media Day, a lot of which Texas is obviously headlining, so we'll have to re-explore some of this. Instead of just me shitting on Texas today, we're going to also look into, okay, why is there so much belief? Why do humans love them? Why do the computers love them? And explore that a bit. Talk Quinn Ewers, talk Greg Sankey being extended. And then at the end, a little SEC Media Day preview. Um, All right, let's dive in. To the Coach O thing, because I don't think, you know, we this is pretty quick here. Uh, yesterday, rumors came out or reports started to circulate that Coach O said that he would be open to listening um, to the Northwestern job, uh, but, but it wasn't official whether or not he'd been contacted. Well, in the interim, we have learned that Ed Ogeron was not contacted and has no interest in the job. I think he's done coaching. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe a Miami or something could bring him out. But at least around 15 solid minutes yesterday, Aaron, I played with the fantasy of Coach O being the head coach at Northwestern, and it would have been absolutely fantastic. No, it would have been an absolute mess. It would not have been fantastic. Those The, the, the cultural class between Coach O and Northwestern would not have worked at all. He's Wow. No, Coach O belongs in Louisiana. Coach O belongs in Miami. He does not belong at a place like Northwestern. The, the kids this, on the team would not understand what the hell he would be telling them. Day wow. Day. I was just there about to say be, this kind of feels racist towards Cajuns. Like you're saying he's too dumb for Northwestern. And now you're no, talking it's about nothing how to do with dumb. It's That's nothing to up, do dude. with his IQ. Nothing to do with IQ. It is more to do. It's, it's, it's. I guess I, I'm somewhat wrong because Brian Kelly proved that you could do the reverse. But I would say no. from an IQ standpoint, he went from Notre Dame to LSU. So like it's a little bit easier to go down on the charts instead of going from Louisiana to one of the most prestigious universities in America, Northwest. You, like, you just that, said, that, you that just jump, said it's that not an IQ issue. Harder. <laughs> it's a little harder than going from you know here to here. Yeah, it just yeah. Sorry, he said sorry. it's not an IQ Nothing issue and then laid out the entire argument of how it is actually an IQ issue for you. Okay. Uh, we actually have my old man on the show, on my morning show today. He's best friends with though, college roommates and everything. Grew up together down the bayou, cousins somewhere along the line because everybody's cousins. And he said it's way too, it's way too cold up there. 
for Coach O to want to yeah. go there. And, and Coach O laughed it off. Like, Coach O, dude, Coach O, guys, I texted him randomly a few weeks ago. He, he got paid. And I texted him a few weeks ago, like, hey, Coach, what's up, man? How you doing? Or whatever. And he immediately calls me. I have never heard this man sound so happy. He is living yeah. his best life. He has freedom. Mm -hmm. He's dating. I think he's in love. I'm not sure. Um, He's getting to be a father. His sons are all coaching yeah. football. He gets to go visit them all the time. He gets to basically be a consultant. At like, like Everywhere he goes to a football program, he gets honored because he's a legend yeah. of the game with a natty and 40 years of experience. This is a man who, when he started coaching, was sleeping on a cot in the Arkansas weight room as a strength coach, okay? And look at him now. 17 milli not to work. He mentioned how much he's loving life and how – he, he says he's done coaching, and I always go back. Did you ever read what Chris Peterson said when he left kind of at the top of his game? No. Former Boise great, Washington great, made the playoffs with Jake Browning. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Peterson said he saw a comic, and it had a man on a bus, and the windows are drawn on the bus, right? But outside the bus, there's all this incredible, beautiful scenery, but the man inside the bus has no idea. Because he's he's just in the bus. He can't see anything else. Mm -hmm. and, he, and, he, and he had this like moment of realization, like, that's me. Like, I have all this money. There's so much out there in this beautiful world to be explored. And yet, my job requires so much total commitment and focus that I'm just sitting here with these blinders on and all I'm doing is yep. college football 24-7. And he Whoa. wanted to get off the bus. I think O yep. is also off the bus. Yes. Well, it's like it's like our, our our fan of the show Dan Mullen who came on last year with us, who I was with, yeah, uh, a, a couple of weeks back too, and and he always gets asked the question like, "Hey, coach, you were out of the game for a year, you did the entire ESPN thing. Like, are you ready to jump back in? Like, did you get a call from Nick Saban to possibly be the OC at, at Alabama? Did you get this call? Did you get that call? Did, did Kirby call you to to possibly take the job over from Munkin? And he's like, dude, listen, I love life right now. I get to call games for five months out of the year." The other seven months out of the year, I get to live yep. on a lake, play golf, coach my son in football, hang out with my wife and kids, and get to relax and not have to worry yeah. about the stresses of NIL, recruiting, transfer portal, kissing these kids' asses, raising money, going to booster events, not having Ugh. a life where I don't get to see my Ugh. kids or wife. Like They did it right. You are an idiot. Yeah. In today's game, where these coaches are getting paid ton of money, incredible amount of money to not get paid, get fired and never go back. <laughs> you did I it mean, right. You won the race. You won the race. Yeah, Dan Mullen, you've won up. national championships as an OC. I know as a coach, you've won, you've won national championships. You have rings. You got a ton of money. Edo, ring, ton of money. Why the hell would you go back to that stress? I love it. Also, they have done it right. Also, just on the O front, you can throw an S on that ring. Remember, he was in the Pete Carroll USC staff. He was the recruiting uh, coordinator. He's that man. That man's got rings on deck. I believe he might have rings from Miami as well. I'd have to double check that, but I'm almost positive he does. Like, don't let's not fucking sleep on Edo's coaching career. The dude's oh, yeah. got 40 years. He's a dog, but he ain't gonna be the coach. He, he had one of the best. The one, the, one of the best seasons of all time. Yeah. 19. One that of the team uh, go, one, that team go down as one of the best college football teams of all time that he was head coach one of. one little piece that i enjoyed from this story and then we'll move on um when bruce feldman and others started calling him about coaching at northwestern he was actually jogging around northwestern state which is where him my old man went to college that's a small school in natchitoches louisiana the demons forking baby uh also somebody pointed out this out in the snaps group text yesterday I'm pretty sure Coach O fucking loves hazing, right? Like, yeah. like if any if yes. any head coach loves yes. hazing, like it's yes. probably it would probably be naked right snaps were meant for Edo. The Coach O story of him being at Ole Miss, ripping off his shirt and threatening to fight the whole team. Yeah, that's yeah. true, dude. Hey, man, look, bro. I'm sorry that you new school little you know little little fancy lads can't handle a little old school grit. You know, like Aaron Murray playing with ribs poking into his lungs. Oh, I think mm, Cody Hard. may be right about this. Owen may have been with the Saints for their Super Bowl run. I'm not a hundred percent oh. sure on that. I gotta check the I gotta check the years. He was D line coach for a year there. 
Um, moving on. Big 12 media day going down, and Texas is the talk of the town. They just are. It's all yeah. anybody's talking about. Sark's feeling confident. It's the first time since 2009 that Texas has been predicted to win the Big 12. Um, think about that, Aaron. I wasn't even 21 in 2009. How old are you? Were you even 18 yet? Yeah, she's in crackers. No, that was my freshman year. That was my okay, freshman there year. you go. I remember that, yeah. So um, that 13-year drought without winning the Big 12, that is the longest in school history yep. since 1915 when they originally joined a conference. So let's get into it. Because normally, if you watch a show, you expect me to immediately start attacking Sarka, Texas. I don't want to do that right now. Uh, let's acknowledge why Texas should be good. Uh, Aaron, yep. I'll let – well, actually, no, no, because you normally start this. Let's do a little – I'll start here. Yeah, um, go for it. There's no, you've only there's shit no on Texas. It's only it's only yes. it's only right. It's only right to let you True. start talking kind about them to start working your way back into the fold and no. the hearts of Texas fans. So the stage no. is yours, T Bob. Stage is yours. Again, um, I don't yes. care about it's making okay. Texas fans angry or happy. I'm just being honest. Okay. And when I look right now, look, every computer, every expert thinks that Texas should win the Big 12, thinks they should be a top 10 team in the country, and it makes sense. There's no other dominant Big 12 team. Now, I do think Oklahoma's being slept on as well, which is kind of discussed, but there's no other Big 12 monster. This is not Oklahoma winning at six years in a row. Uh, they had a really solid offensive line last year. They return every single guy. Um, they return a talented quarterback, right? I don't know where he's at, but I'm, I'm very fine with saying he has huge natural talent, and it's going to be a second year in the same system. That always helps. Talk about the big jump. Uh, their entire defensive staff is back for a third year in a row. Their defense features the Big 12 preseason defensive player of the year in Jalen Ford. They've got incredible offensive weapons. And Xavier Worthy, Jordan Winden, A.D. Mitchell from Georgia, the tight end, Jatavian yep. Sanders. I have questions about them replacing B. John Robinson, but if nothing else, they have blue chip backs back there, right? Uh, they yep. beat Kansas State last year, who actually ended up winning the conference, and maybe most of all, Vegas believes they have the, I mean, they have the best odds to win the conference. And what do we always say? Vegas always knows. So like, I, I, I get it. Like there is ample reason why Texas should be the team. Aaron, do you have anything to add on that? No, I, I, I think you, you hit on the players. I mean, at the end of the day, like when you're, when you're doing a preview for a season, you're going to gravitate towards which team has the best players? It just makes sense. Like if I'm looking at a team, you always talk about like the, the guy, the team coming off the bus, and 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 you, you had that sales pitch of like, damn, that team looks really good coming off the bus. Well, Texas looks yeah. really good on paper heading into the into the season. Same thing, they got the four stars, they got the five stars back to back, top five recruiting classes the past two years. They have the dudes, and and you talked about the transfer portal, the receiving position. They've they've just excelled in there. Uh, two guys that did not play last year for Texas, Isaiah Nayor, uh, who was um, transferred in last year, was going to be the number two guy, gets hurt in preseason camp. He's an absolute stud. Then you get A.D. Mitchell, who showed us multiple times in big-time games, national championship games, playoff games, what kind mm -hmm. of football player he is at the receiving position. So now you have three elite receivers with an elite offensive line, with a quarterback with with untapped potential heading into his second year in, in, in an offense, which we know he's going to take a step forward, going against not elite defenses, this is just a recipe for a very successful season. So, like, yes, we you have to take into account to start a year, you strip away the brands, and you purely look at the chess pieces. They have more <laughs> and they have better pieces at more positions than anyone else in the Big 12. Really good defense. You mentioned that one of the best defense, the best defense they've had in the past seven years when it comes to points per yeah. game. Returning most of those guys, yeah, they were great last year. It was like offense. twenty. They were first. They were really in the good Big last 12. year. It was like twenty. Yeah. It was like twenty-one points really a good. game or something. I mean, it is hard to me, and it's like FSU. I know FSU hasn't been FSU since they won the national championship in what four, mm -hmm. 13, 14? 2013. They've kind of yeah. disappeared. But it's it just hard not to look at the pieces they have, offensive weapons, offense line, say what could possibly go wrong with this team besides the coach just jacking it up or, you know, the, the someone getting hurt. So, so that's 
That's that's kind of, exactly right. And and I don't, I'm not even going to get there yet. We're not even going to go there yet. Uh, but we will get there. Sark had a quote where he said, "If we think go if if things go the way we think they can go, he talking about Quinn Ewers is a first round pick quarterback." Um, Air Murray is Quinn Ewers capable? And and I know he did this like the Netflix thing, but now you can actually like you know expand yeah. on a little bit. We're not doing it quickly. How capable is he of becoming a first round quarterback? Like, do you see the talent there for him? Because that's that's rarefied air. That's incredibly hard to do. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think he, he he once again just like I talk about this roster checking off a lot of boxes. Quinn Ewers checks off a lot of boxes. Great size, great arm strength, accurate. I think the biggest thing that got him in the trouble last year was was inconsistency with his footwork inconsistency where where his eyes were like he was late which caused inaccuracy at times because his feet weren't in the right position his eyes were in the right position and then he was just reacting yeah. what does that tell me he's not playing with confidence what does that tell me he hasn't been in the offense long enough to play with confidence it's not like you can just pick up an offense and go out there and be a big 12 you know uh first team big 12 all-american type quarterback very rare guys can do that it takes time to be able to process and see and recognize what play works for which defenses that takes rep in practice that takes reps in games and guess what he was banged up last year so he missed a couple reps there yeah. for a few games at the beginning of the season which hurt his confidence for later on the season but when it comes to the attributes of once again size arm strength accuracy when his feet are in the right position being able to put the ball in between defenders yes he is a first round talent he has to go prove it now. And I think that's going to be a big thing for him this year. Can you show the progress from year one to year two when it comes to timing, anticipation, where your eyes are, where your feet are? I anticipate him to do that, especially watch him in the spring. But, you know, game time is going to be different, man. He also has the pressure of the world on him. You know, the, yeah. one of the, the hardest positions, I joked about the other day, I said this on, on social media, it must be pretty badass to be the quarterback at Texas. Because it, it is a huge brand, and it's in the, the, the state that loves football more than anywhere else in the world. They've traditionally produced really good quarterbacks previously, like a decade ago, yeah. of really good guys. Cole and McCoy's still in the NFL. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cole, Vince. Like, it, it's a sought-after position. I would say like you, being a quarterback at USC is pretty badass. Being a quarterback at Texas is pretty yeah. badass. But that also comes with it, the, the, essentially the weight of the state of Texas, too. And guess what? I know he didn't look good in the spring, but there still is a Manning backing you up where there's going to be a cult-like following of people wanting him to get on the field if you don't perform early on in the season. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. 
cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Your head. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, I think... Um... I think that lack of confidence, once again, Aaron Murray proves that, although he may just be a bit of a pretty meathead idiot, when it comes to football, he does know his stuff, right? Because you could sense his lack of confidence, like you said, simply through watching his footwork and how kind of, you know, him kind of struggling to read the defense. And then literally about a minute before the show started, I'm just looking at Big 12 stuff, and I saw a clip of Quinn Ewer's speaking and I kind of got punched in the face with a little bit of like I felt bad for him he was just speaking about how last year everything you just touched on the pressure of being the Texas quarterback got to like he 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 talked about falling into some social media holes you know engaging stuff there that he probably shouldn't have um he talked about not really understanding his reads fully and 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 if you're on that stage and you're not fully confident in what you're reading out there, that's a terrifying mm-hmm. feeling and a sinking feeling. And then I think back to his face on the sideline in the TCU game where you could see him on the phone and he just looked so defeated. And I realized, yep. man, I think I'm guilty of kind of projecting some of my problems with Texas onto Quinn Ewers. Like I hate Texas um, unearned, inflated self-worth, right? Like they walk around and talk around as if they're the man and they've been shit for a decade and a half now. But I think I'm guilty of of projecting some of the problems I have with the brand onto this player. And then I see this clip and I'm like, holy fuck, dude, this is just a kid, man. This is a kid yeah. who lacked in confidence last year. And so I'm not sitting here rooting for Quinn Ewers to fail. I heard I hope Quinn Ewers is good. I hope te- like I, I don't I just I just can't help escape the disconnect, Aaron. It, the yeah. expectations just feel like such a huge disconnect. Why is the team that's coming off of five and seven and eight and five the only question they're asked is about championships? Everyone covering them, everyone in the program, everyone around Texas suddenly expects them to jump to the front of a line that they've been stuck behind forever now. Well, I, th- I thought so. We had we had Chase on two days ago. Chase Daniel, who's from the state of Texas, it was a great um, interview. Actually, dreamed dreamed of playing at Texas. Didn't get offered till late. He'd already committed to Missouri. Didn't want to go back on his on his commitment to Missouri, which is awesome. But I asked him that question. I was like, you know, what what has been the disconnect? Like, why have you not seen? Because like, yes, maybe they haven't had consistent top five classes like they've had the past couple of years, but they've had top ten classes, top fifteen classes. Like, there's never been a question: is, is Texas talented enough to win the Big Twelve, or at least be more competitive than what they've been the past decade? Like, that's not the question. It's like. What is so? What is like you brought up? What is the disconnect? I thought he said something that that is true. We look on paper, and yes, they have more talented at quarterback and at receiver and at a line in this position, that position than anyone else in the Big Twelve. But as you and I do know, and I know this is somewhat cliche, it does take a team 
coming together, not individual play, to win a championship. Yeah, you may win some games off an individual's back, but you need a team. Joe Burrow needed those elite receivers to help them win a championship, to beat Texas in Austin. He needed, was it Jamar over the middle to get open on that fourth down? Like, you yeah, need no, it was Justin Jefferson, actually. To, who, you listen, know, to play at a high level Austin together, was. not individually. Yeah. It's not just a Bijan Robinson show. It's yeah. a, hey, Bijan and Quinn Ewers and this and the defense. Like, that is what they need this year. And, and, and seeing the quotes from Sark, during the media day, I mean, I've, uh, he's going to say this. You hope he's, you, as a Texas fan, you hope he's, he's he's honest with it and not just, you know, coach speak. But he does mention the fact that there is a different look in this team's eye. There is a look of togetherness, of brotherhood, of wanting to fight for the guy next to you, of less individual. And and that's all they need, man. Like, if they can learn how to I play as a true. team, then all of a sudden yeah. those elite five-star guys together is is more powerful than the individual guy. So to me, that's the only thing missing. That That's so here's the my issue. Can you though. find a way to work together? So again, here's my issue though. Is Sark the guy that can create that? And let me let me address yeah. a couple comments in yeah. the chat here. Shadow Beard said, oh, what? You've been telling me for weeks you have higher expectations of Texas fans and I'm here predicting a 10-2 Texas team this year. LOL. Look, first off, on my Texas expectations, I've been painfully clear about this. I will take the L. I will make an apology video if Texas wins 10 games with a bowl game. I'm giving you a 9-3 and three regular season. That is such a low bar for a team this talented. They should be able to do that. My entire right point, Zinn and Beal says, what? Can we do a bet a right bet? now? Yeah, what do you got? Like just like money? Give me, or give like me a number for Nebraska. Give me, give me a number for Nebraska. Eight wins with a bowl game. Okay. Thank you. Ten wins. Look, for a bowl that's game how nice. Texas. That's what I. That's how nice I'm being to Texas. Is I am predicting eight with Nebraska. Like that's the bar I'm holding Nebraska to, and I'm holding okay. Texas to ten. These are kids' gloves that I'm treating okay. Texas with. All I'm saying is, I don't know if Sark's the guy. Like Emil says, I'm trying to understand why T shits on Texas so much more than A and M when A and M's literally done nothing in existence. Well, A and M's not expected to do anything this year. They're ranked fifteenth. Everybody's crowning Texas, and you have a head coach that's never won 10 games. And, and these are at schools where other people have won 10 games. Chris Peterson rolled into Washington and dominated. Lincoln Riley rolled into USC and dominated. Like, it's not like these places that Sarkeesian was at previously couldn't get it done. And then he takes over a 7-3 and Texas team. goes, like, I've, I've been through it all before. My issue is just, is Sark the guy? I don't believe he is. I don't believe he is. And I think... This year is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. But again, it's a very easy pathway to Texas to prove me wrong. And yeah. by the way, the Austin, the, the athletic Austin mock system where, you know, he's predicting win numbers and everything um, that that sped out nine, nine wins and that which leads to conference, yep. but nine wins. So that nine and three bars, not like, you know, even even some of the robots are uh, are 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 green with me. So that, that that's where I stand with uh, with with Texas right now. Is it, good for football. So is it good for football for Texas to be back, though? It's good like, you think for... Good? It's mm. good for the SEC. It's good for the SEC. I mean, how good would it be to get Texas and Oklahoma playing at their best? You and I have talked about it. Like They're the best teams in the conference. I don't think good for the... How here, bad that would be such up. a massive shot at the Big 12 and a huge get for the SEC if both those teams do play to their potential... Both teams are in the Big 12 championship and then turn around and leave the head of the SEC the next year. Like that is, you know, Big 12's hoping that doesn't happen. The SEC is like, please, I mean, how awesome would that be to inherit the best two teams? We know they're the best, but if they could prove it in the last year of the contract, that's 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 a nice way to send off. So I agree it would be good for SEC. I think where I was hesitating is I don't know if what's good for the SEC is good for football. Because already the sports become incredibly regionalized and dominated. Something we'll explore a bit when we talk about Greg Sankey in a minute. And I think what college football actually needs is a super strong Pac-12 year. A, like the yeah. stronger the Big Ten gets, the more that helps college football as a whole. Like you need some more. Why does the NFL work? The entire country has representation. College yeah. football and college sports in general are becoming more, at least the major ones. Um are, are seemingly becoming more and more of a of of a of a, of a click 
of a tight knit club and that other people aren't yeah. going to want to show up to anymore because whatever, they don't have a chance. Like if, you know, why, why should I care if, if I'm suddenly in a pack 12 with no USC and no UCLA and none of the teams in it are making the play. Like, it's just, I don't know, man. I I'm the reason like it's, it's good. We all sit here in this part of the country. We all pat ourselves in the back. Look how fucking good we are. But I think it kind of takes away from the overall product and interest a bit. I, I just, but you're, you're speaking as if there's going to be a Pac-12 in two years or three well, years. Well, like, yes, I take the Pac-12 out of it. Like, I need the ACC to be good. I need the Big Ten to be good. Like, I need other champions. I don't think you need the ACC. I don't think you need the ACC to be good. I don't think you need the ACC. To be okay. Good. I think the SEC. I think where they are geographically. I think the fact that the SEC and the Big Ten are, are so dominant that you don't you're need the right. ACC. Um, I think the fact that the SEC has has gone west and gotten teams in in, in the state of Texas and, and in Missouri and, and how far the Big Ten does reach to to the west as well, I think it's still it's it's the west of the country. It's it's that side. And yeah. do you think because obviously there's there's a selling point for for Lincoln? I saw a video the other day of you know recruits are at USC and they got the patch of the Big Ten on their on their chest, which Hopefully they rebrand it to something else besides the Big Ten. Um, but regardless of that, nah, like, just keep do you think if if, if if Oregon and Washington, if if the Pac-12 does dissolve and Oregon and Washington do join the Pac-12, Colorado and Arizona join the Big 12 and, and, and the rest of the chess pieces fall they may, do you think that ignites more energy for the West Coast knowing that you are a part of the Big Ten going forward? So. Yeah, USC, UCLA, Washington, Oregon – or is just football, college football on the West Coast just going to be college football on the West Coast? Like the Northeast no. doesn't care about college football. That's true. Why aren't we worried about yeah, the Northeast? The West, that but, market, but, but the that market's huge. But we yeah, don't care. Yeah, no, but they've the never, but they've never cared. Right? When is the, the West, West Coast ever cared about cared. college football? Oh, what do you mean? USC is one of the all-time powers when it comes to football. Stanford has produced John Elway, right? Stanford's been good. Andrew Luck, like they've had moments where they were very good. Um, very Oregon fucking loves football. Go look at a game at Eugene. Oregon is crazy about yeah. football. Washington's been crazy about football at times. Like, like the West has had its moments. The Northeast never has. I think USC going to the Big Ten and you know potentially Washington Oregon like you're getting at I think yes I think that is overall in the end good for the sport uh, or maybe for yeah. national interest I, I don't want to argue about if it's good for the sport or not because there's going to be a lot of have nots who probably disagree uh, but but I like those moves because it fights against the regionalization that I'm kind of yeah. talking about here. Um, Emil says you do not want the college football playoff to be <laughs> the SEC and Michigan Ohio State every year. Hyper-regionalized college football is not a good thing. I I would agree. I think the 12-team yep. playoff actually helps in that regard. Automatic bids mean that yep. teams from other parts of the country will get in, and I think rewarding, geogra rewarding geography is actually pretty smart, which that thread we broke down yesterday disagreed with. Um, and I think it's wh – whatever, I'm excited to see those matchups, even though we're probably going to end up with like the big three at the end more often than not. Um, all right. Anything else on Quinn Ewers, Texas, Big 12? Again, we talked about him yesterday, so we didn't go into today, but I like Oklahoma for what it's worth. The Austin Mock, uh, his Damn. name is Austin you, So Mock, who do you have win the Big 12? Who do you, who's, your, who's your prediction right now? Who's yours? T-Bob's Big 12 media day predictions right now. Go. <laughs> Texas. Bam. There's mine. I'm torn between Kansas State and I don't think I'm going to give Venables the benefit of the doubt either. No. Yeah, fuck no it. Chance. Kansas no State. Chance. Maybe Kansas wow. State. Yeah. Hey, second leading vocator right now, dude. You know? Yeah. Well, Howard's back respect. at quarterback, I believe. Yeah. I like it. Um, okay, so during all of this, we just talked a lot of SEC. And the man in charge of the SEC, Greg Sankey, has been extended through 2028. Uh, Greg Sankey earned $3.7 million last year, according to tax filings. I don't care what he makes, whatever. I do want to explore this statement. Uh, your guy, UGA president, Jer, is it Jer Moorhead? Jer W. Moorhead? J-E-R-E. -E. I've never seen Jerry. that name for it. Jerry. Who the Jerry. fuck spells Jerry? J-E-R-E. That is psycho shit. Anyway, UGA <laughs> president 
Jerry Moorhead called Greg Sankey a, quote, visionary who has overseen the nation's most stable and successful athletic conference. Aaron, is Greg Sankey legitimately a visionary? Yes, he he is. He is um, maybe... Not maybe. I think he's the most powerful voice. I know I said Saban a few few weeks ago when we were talking about SEC media days or SEC meetings and you know, who really had the say when it comes to the 18 versus 19 um, expansion for, for the SEC model. But I think for, for most people across the country, Sankey is, is a powerful voice or the most powerful voice in college football. What he's been able to navigate uh, through difficult times, through COVID, with expansion, with staying regula- relative, with – uh, the new TV deal with ESPN, all that. He always seems to be two, three steps ahead of, of, of his counters at, at other, other, other conferences. So yeah, man, like as, as you and I being SEC guys, like I love the fact that Greg Sankey is the leader of this conference. And if there was there ever some shift in the way that the whole uh, power five is run, and if there ever is a division that is just, hey, we're going to focus solely on college football, yeah, I don't know what zoomed in there for. <laughs> I think Greg Sankey should be the guy to lead the charge. Um, so it's I, you know, when when I started putting this topic together, I thought I would like maybe as I sat down and thought about it critically that I would come up with some sort of against the grain take, right? Not that you manufacture those, but you know, you kind of seek to explore them, and there's just not much that could be argued. You're right, he is. Yeah. Uh, objectively and legitimately has been a visionary. I mean, we just talked about the hyper-regionalization of college sports. I mean, the last four winners of the college football playoff are from the SEC, and it's three different teams, LSU, Alabama, and Georgia. Um, The last four winners of the Men's World Series are four different teams, LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt. Went back-to-back women's national championships with two different teams, South Carolina and LSU, Mm -hmm. and so you have this insane rise of this conference that directly correlates with his arrival. And most impressively, you have it all done at a time where the literal fabric of reality is shifting around you. Like we live in the most turbulent, insane, changing times uh, in college sports history. And Greg Sankey, despite the sifting sands of that foundation, has managed to build um, the best conference in all of college sports. Yeah. So hey, look, he's also been involved in college football playoff expansion. He's the co-chair of the transformation committee, the NCAA's transformation committee. It's just, I mean, the dude's a fucking legend and yeah. he'll continue to be a legend for the sec, I guess now through 20, uh, 28. Well done, Greg Sankey. I guess I don't have much else to add to that. I can't wait to see what Bob Dylan quote. He brings us in his opening statements on Sunday. Yeah. God, he's so good. He's, I love listening to him speak. Very, very smart I do too, man. actually. Very, very smart man. So if, if 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 you ever do have an opportunity, those listening to to uh, especially see him this week, uh, always has such a good pulse, not just on the conference, but I would say in college football in general. Uh, okay, Shadow Bearded, we have to address this. Shadow Bearded in the chat says Bilbo hasn't heard of the director's cut before. LOL. I, I've been trying to tell Texas fans, guys. The director's cup is not a flex. No one gives a fuck about the director's cup. You could ask a hundred people what the director's cup is and four would know. Okay. For those that don't know that are listening right now, it's the of the Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. College sports and director's cup. No, it's yeah. It's, it's, it, it, it combines all the sports, you know, everything into one rating and make no mistake. Texas is incredible at everything else. Like outside of the major sports, Texas cleans up, dominates. Their trophy room is unbelievable. But these Texas fans keep bringing the Directors Cup up in football arguments, and it's never going to win you an argument. No, nope. it's never going to nope. win you an argument. So I, I love you, Shadow Beard, but we got to, we got to, we got to stop with that. Um, speaking of Greg Sankey, SEC Media Days going down on Sunday. Um, previewing a media event's always a bit odd. You know, I'm I'm very excited to get down there. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm very excited to interview the coaches and see what they say. And, you know, I mean, quite honestly, I'm excited to dress like a cowboy, get drunk and dance all week. Uh, my one kind of take on it would be Aaron, 
not the most impressive list of players we've ever seen, or not the most exciting list of players no. we've ever seen at uh, at an SEC media days. Where all my damn quarterbacks at? Uh, no one cares know, about. Dude. Sorry, no one cares about what an O line or defense alignment think about the upcoming season. Like I want to know from QB one what's going down this year. I think there's only five quarterbacks of the fourteen teams that are, are going to be represented. I know there's some quote-unquote quarterback battles going on right now, but bring your damn quarterback. If you know who your starting quarterback is going to be, that should almost be mandatory in my mind. SEC media days, <laughs> if you got a quarterback QB1, his ass is going to where Nashville, Atlanta, Birmingham, where the hell it's going to be. So as a quarterback, I'm a little bit disappointed uh, that they won't be there. They just got – I'll say quarterbacks have the best pulse of the what team. What schools not bringing their quarterback probably most famously? Most noticeably, uh, Georgia. Oh, wait, Georgia's what school not. is not? Oh, yeah, yeah, not. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I, I was, I was actually thinking Ole Miss because I'm an idiot and I don't know how media <laughs> works, but because I mean, Jackson Dart. Georgia is also guy, is but. not does not listed. This is what like everyone knows. Yeah, wait, but Carson, Aaron, yes, but no, has wait, not been essentially been is not been publicly say, stated that Carson Beck is a starting quarterback at Georgia. So Yeah, but no, 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 no. No, shut up. Shut up. Because you just bitched about schools. No, not I'm saying bitching. I, and we all know Carson, Carson Beck's a starting quarterback. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We all know. You think Kirby Carson. feels a little oh. burned from sending JT Daniels? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, then him being benched like a week later. <laughs> well, first of all, he didn't um, get benched. He got hurt. And oh, did he, he really get the job up? Yeah, he. Had oh, hurt. wow! Shout out! I don't remember him getting hurt. I thought he just lost the job because it was like fourteen to seven or some shit against Clemson. Um, how about this, Aaron? Is it fair to say that a team that brings a quarterback to media days is ahead of a team that does not? In in in, in many ways. Now, George is a weird example because whatever George yeah. has got overwhelming talent. But like you look around the rest of the rest of the league, if you're a middling team, it is not a good sign when you're not bringing a quarterback. No, I would, I would agree with that. I think I think you know, especially summertime, like t the team looks to the quarterback for leadership, for organizing team activities, for seven on seven for film study. So like if, if, if you don't have that clear voice in the locker room right now, as we're July 13th heading into you know, July 17th next week for SEC media days, I would say that is concerning. Like, yes, it is. It is better for a team, better for an offense, better for a coaching staff, knowing that come whatever, August 1st, when, when practice starts, whenever it is that, you know, who your starting quarterback is going to be. So you can build essentially one half of what you need to do on the football field around that quarterback. So yeah, knowing that you're sending a guy to Nashville, knowing that you have a QB one and this is going to be our guy and we can rally around this guy is a good sign and good health for the program. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And there just seems to be a distinct lack of it. It's why even though Brian Kelly's out here saying that, you know, he thinks year three is the year when else you will really like have it all lined up. This is actually the year. Like, like you'll be good. Like your program can be an overall better health next season and your recruiting and the expectation and the process and all that. But championship opportunity for LSU is right now. Well, you have yep. the quarterback and everybody else is trying to find it. Um, I, I'll apologize to Shadow Bearded here. He was responding when he brought up the Directors' Cup to Bilbo saying adding Oklahoma is actually much better for the SEC for all sports, not Texas. Um I would I would say okay. that both Texas and Oklahoma are great additions for all sports. Uh, they're both really good. You know, Oklahoma's got incredible softball, gymnastics. I know off the top of my head, like I said, Texas pretty much has everything else. I know swimming, they're like un unreal, unreal at. So, yeah, yeah. If you care about the Directors Cup, OU and Texas, huge additions to the SEC. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Um, all right. I think that's going to do it for today's show. I wanted to get a little upset at Neil Brown for being pissed for West Virginia finishing last, but Hey, Neil Brown, win a fucking game, bro. How about that? <laughs> Neil Brown's probably fired like three weeks into the season. Um, we can only hope. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm so I'm dude. I'm, I'm so the West Virginia brand is at an all time low right now. Oh. We need either Jimbo Fisher or Nick Saban to want something smaller or to get fired and to go back to the homeland. Uh, I would take Jimbo.
at West Virginia. I would, I, I, I would love it. Or Pat Actually. McAfee. Just let Pat McAfee go back there. Yeah, just hire him. I mean, fuck. Everybody, everybody else yeah, is for sure. You could do it. Um, you could do it. Yeah. Massive thank you, everyone, hanging out with us live. Uh, you know, we we love hanging out with y'all here in the chat. Oh, corn cob update of the day. I forgot to prepare one, but here's something I've been thinking about. I just haven't put the numbers together yet. Last year's Nebraska team, I saw a tweet, and I forgot about this, but this is correct. Last year's Nebraska team was the best 3-9 and nine team in history. Hands down, full stop. They were incredible. They just couldn't win close games. Again, the roster is closer than you think it is. They have a quarterback, and now they have the coach in Matt Rule. Eight wins. Cornhub, Colonel of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. When look uh, to, on tomorrow's show, oh, wait, not tomorrow's show. It's Thursday. What am I doing? I'm screwing up. Okay. Huge. Thank you to Ryan Brumley, Paul Farrington, Pat Gunther, Adam Gracia, Danny Carnez. Huge. Thank you to the volume and snaps for having us here. Like I always say, the biggest thank you to everyone who listens and, and, and helps to spread the good word of snaps. We love doing the show and y'all showing up is how we get to do it. So if you enjoy it, share with your friends, your family, other college football nerds, CFB Reddit. Oh, we still need to do that, by the way, actually. Um, whatever, wherever, just hit the share button, hit the like button, youtube.com slash at volume snaps. Help us grow the channel. We love you so much. I can't remember, uh, Greg Lamont says credit the post about the three and nine Nebraska team. It had an 11 minute video. I can't remember it off the top of my head. I saw it on Twitter. Uh, I will find it and credit it though, uh, eventually. Um, And a huge thank you to you, Aaron Murray. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and I look forward to seeing that beautiful smiling face in Nashville. Uh, I'll bring the leash, okay? I'll see you there. And uh, check out more snaps next week. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.